0: day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the, the unshakable word of God? Great to welcome you today. I have my Bible open and I'm reviewing once again the uh, ministry or the interview that Jesus had with that famous character, that short guy, the vertically challenged person. Uh, his name was Zacchaeus, and our Lord had a divine appointment one day, and on his way traveling down the road, he he went to Jericho, and he passed through Jericho, and the Bible said that uh, Jesus passed underneath a tree where Zacchaeus was firmly ensconced because he couldn't see over the heads of the people, but yet he's had such a passionate curiosity to know him and to discover him. Uh, and I don't know if again if he had had previous contact, I have to think that he probably did. Jesus quite frequently was traveling around. he was not some sedentary guru sitting on a mountain somewhere where people had to come to him. Jesus was passionately going out and evangelizing and preaching the Word of God and and in in the course of doing so, he had certain individuals in his mind uh frequently, my mind goes to the thought that. God saved people for certain reasons. I think of the demoniac of Gadara who was uh, saved, converted. He was clothed and in his right mind. And his greatest request was, Father, uh, Lord, let me go with you. Let me travel with you. Let me be with you. And Jesus denied him and literally said, you need to go back and tell the people in the villages and the towns where you come from in the Decapolis what great things God has done for you. And he literally sent that demoniac former demoniac out into the villages and the highways and the byways to tell the good news about Jesus Christ. It's amazing. He didn't have to go to Bible school. He didn't have to go to college and get a degree. He was simply a faithful preacher of the good news about Jesus Christ. And you know, the Lord saves people for that reason. Uh, Yes, there are some people that stay by the stuff here as David's men did. Uh, There are people that have to support those that are going out, but I think even at the same time, we need to remember wherever God puts you is your mission field, and he does save people to send them out, but by and large, he calls us to be able to bloom where we're planted, and I think he did that for Zacchaeus. I don't know what the influence they had and the life change that happened to him. It's amazing. I, I, I One day I'm going to get to learn what happened to Zacchaeus after he was saved and how his transformation, radical change of his life, that all of a sudden he's an honest guy instead of a crook, how that must have impacted people that were around him. Because I'll guarantee you his his salvation seemed to be very complete in what he did. And I think it draws us to think of some uh, to think of some important points that we can extract from this passage today. Uh, if you've got somebody that is wanting to know God, I think there are some things that we need to emphasize and be aware of, so that we can be the best help that we can be to help somebody find Christ. One of the first things that I think that stands out to me from this passage is in verses two and three because what what really staggers me is Zacchaeus, uh, th- this man meant business. <laughs> he was seeking the Lord. He was determined. Here was a man who, because of his height, was incapable of seeing over the crowds, uh, was so persistent in wanting to know God, in wanting to discover Christ, that he was willing to climb this tree. Uh, verse three says that he sought to see Jesus, and it's an interesting phrase. It says who he was. He wanted to know the person of Christ. Uh, Zacchaeus wasn't simply curious to see what he looked like. Rather, he was a man who because he just didn't have an idle sense of curiosity. Evidently, Zacchaeus was dissatisfied. He was spiritually hungry. He was longing for what Christ only could supply. By the way, that is a mark of somebody who wants to be a genuine disciple. Uh, He was earnest. He sought Jesus. He wanted to know Who he was, he wanted to know what he was all about. But what he didn't realize is, and this is great, is it not? Jesus was actually already seeking him. Uh, The Holy Spirit was already working there. Uh, You have a seeking Savior and a seeking sinner, and the two are sure to meet. That's exactly what Hebrews eleven and verse six says. For those that want to know Christ if they diligently seek him, they will find him because what they discover is Christ was there looking for them all the time. That was Zacchaeus' opportunity to meet Christ. He was determined and prompt in his action. You can tell people that you witness to that if you really want to know God, if you seek him with all your heart, you will find him. That is a Biblical promise. That is something that you can count on. If it's half hearted and you're trying to find out what he can do for you in terms of making you happy, then you're looking in the wrong spot. If you're looking to know Christ and who he is as Redeemer, you'll find him. Secondly, in verses 2 through 4, I noticed in this passage that there are often obstacles that people have to overcome. I mean, here he is, chief tax collectors. What are what are people going to say and so on? What are his employers going to say? Um, I'm just too well known, or maybe it was with his family or his neighbors, but Zacchaeus overcame all of those objections as well as his own pride. That's often the biggest thing. The greatest hindrance of all. Uh, if you're going to be saved, you're going to have to overcome those obstacles. You're going to have to want what Christ offers more than anything else in this world. If you're going to be saved, in verses 5 and 6, you got to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Zacchaeus must have had a tremendous shock when Jesus stopped underneath that tree. I can't imagine that. And then when Jesus said, hey, I'm coming to your house today, I think that must have really rocked Zacchaeus' world. Everybody hated Zacchaeus, but here was somebody who stopped to love him. Do you wonder that he came down out of the tree so quickly? I mean, here is this great rabbi that had thousands of people following him and flocking after him and feeding on his word. And this man, Jesus, stopped, looked up into the tree and said, Zacchaeus, I got my eye on you. I want you to come down because I love you. And he came down out of that tree so fast because he discovered somebody cared. How different from that rich young ruler in Mark chapter 10 uh, that said, Well, Lord, I'm going to go away because I have great belongings when Jesus said, give it up. When Pontius Pilate came and stood before the Lord at his interrogation, when Saul of Tarsus in Acts chapter 9, afterwards, uh, uh, Saul had that comp- uh, being compelled to run to Christ. That's what, that's what uh, Zacchaeus did. And folks, I think it's important for us to, to help people to understand that I've got to run to Christ. He's got to be Lord. He's got to be Savior. I would also say to you in verse 7, the Bible says that if you're going to be saved, you've got to expect, you got to be ready for a misunderstanding and opposition. In verse 7, you see that people already began murmuring and muttering about him. They began complaining about it, that Jesus would even deign to give notice to this guy. Uh, you know, it's not possible to become a Christian without experiencing some measure of persecution and opposition, but you've got to be ready to come down from the tree and swallow your pride humble yourself before Christ, ignore the taunts of the crowd, ignore the the uh, the uh, uh, um, criticism of those that you thought loved you, and you've got to take your stand for Christ. And then in verse 8, another thing Zacchaeus confessed before the Lord and others. The first six words of even verse 8, Zacchaeus didn't go and hide himself because he had no intention of being a secret disciple. He had at that very moment, intended to identify himself with Christ. He loved and acknowledged and was so grateful for our Lord's attention to him and love for him. Uh, If you're going to be a real believer and have assurance of salvation, you need to openly confess. No secret Christian, no secret discipleship. You need to confess faith in Christ. It's essential before others. Another thing in verse 8 that I notice is that you've got to be willing to obey the Lord. Zacchaeus said, first, I'm going to make restitution. Second, I'm going to share some of my possessions with those whose need was was greater than his own. And now Zacchaeus is living under a new master. He was no longer serving mammon or money and pleasing self. His desire was to please Christ. If you're going to be saved, you've got to be willing to be completely the Lord's. And then last of all, in verse 9, the Bible tells us that Uh, Zacchaeus knew without any doubt that he belonged to Christ simply because Jesus said so, resting on God's Word. You've got to understand that being a believer and being saved is not a matter of feelings. It's a matter of fact that when you place your faith in Him, He's your risen Lord, your exalted Savior, and you can depend on Him. God bless you today. Walk with the Lord. Come down out of that tree. Stop. Uh, stop uh, trying to see over the crowd and just come to Christ. He'll never turn you away. He accepts anybody regardless of their background. You come to Him and He'll save your soul.